0: And welcome back to The Weekend Collective. Just Tim Beveridge uh, riding solo today. Uh, Tim Roxbury's been busy on the overnights. Um, so it's, uh, this is politics central. Uh, the texts continue to flood in supporting Nicole McKee. I think it's up to three who are against her, but the rest um, all in favour. So um, just to keep you that update on that. Now, uh, the official cash rate has been lifted by the Reserve Bank once again this week. It's bringing uh, government spending. Back into question. It's now sitting at two percent the cash rate, with speculation uh, now that it could go as high as four percent. Don Brash has just uh, popped up in the Herald, suggesting it might even go higher than that, which is be really frightening the horses a little for a lot of people. Uh, so, the, how much the government can control um, rising inflation has now been brought into the spotlight. Former finance minister. Stephen Joyce has described, I love this quote, um, a, as a spending bonfire stoked by Robertson up against a fire extinguisher wielded by Governor Orr, and uh, Stephen Joyce joins me now. G'day, Stephen.
1: G'day, Tim. How are you?
0: Excellent. So, um, those sound like two sort of, they sound like extremes, don't they? Um
1: well, well they just uh, yeah they're both heading in the opposite direction I think um, Preble described it earlier in the week a slightly different way, which is one foot on the accelerator, one foot on the brake. Um, and that's really what's going on.
0: Actually Don Brash um, made some comments around around this and said that the reserve Bank governor wouldn't have had to go so hard on the cash rate um, if the government's 2022 budget wasn't so sort of generous.
1: <laughs> Well, well, I think it, that's right. Um, whether, whether, you know, exactly when he would have been able to ease off is you know, an interesting question. But if you look at the last two budgets, um, last year uh, uh, the finance minister increased uh, spending by $20 billion over four years, and everybody went, wow, that's a lot. Um, this year it's up around $38 billion over four years, so nearly double what it was last year, which was already high. Mm. Uh, so it's so it's huge now. Adrian Orr's in a difficult position in, in terms of talking about this because, you know, it's not it's not generally done that the Reserve Bank Governor openly criticises the government of the day. Um, but he's gone about as far as he reasonably can to say yes, there is a um, an impact of increased government in spe- spending on inflation and in inflationary times. And that's obviously true. Uh, and then he's said, but if If the government sort of holds to the spending projections and the budget in the future, then um, it won't be too big. Uh, And, of course, that all depends on what you think uh, Grant Robertson will do next year. Uh, And he's he's developing a pattern of saying, I'm only going to do, I'm going to really tighten the screws next year. And he's done that for the last couple of years. Mm. And then when it turns up, it's like, whoa, away we go again. And I think um, it was uh, Cameron Bagri who pointed out this week that on average he's increased spending outside of COVID, so netting out the COVID, by about 10% a year since he's been finance minister, which is a huge amount. And now he's telling us it'll be more like 2 or 3% a year from here on in. Well, you can decide whether you believe that or not.
0: Um, Liam Downs written a piece today talking about the spending and how National's doing a good job of blaming the government um, and you know the, the political um, battle. They're, they're scoring a few hits with that. But real, realistically, and we need to invest in infrastructure and all sorts of things, what spending can be cut? Um, or where, what think, would you I do you finance? Fact, slightly
1: false argument. He sort of raises a straw man, which might might be what Act is saying, but it's not what the others are saying. And the, the, the mainstream debate is about how much to increase spending, not uh, whether you should cut it um, mm. in nominal terms. And it's just the rate of spending increase is huge. And I think that's the issue that, 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 that he should be focusing on. It really doesn't need to be that big. Um, and... Um, and, you know, there's a whole range of things. There's a whole lot of things when you're the finance minister that are very worthy but can't happen. Um, and, uh, and normally there'd be things like, you know, $300 million for the RNZ TVNZ merger and stuff like that, mm. where you'd just say, no, there's $100 million gone for, um, apparently the government's going to going to um, loan money or, or take equity positions in companies that have been unable to be funded by their banks. I would have thought if they're unable to be funded by their banks, the government shouldn't be anywhere near them. Um, and so you go through, I, I read one the other day, which was hilarious, that the government is going to um, help these put some money into the software as a service sector um, and, and help it become more successful. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, the last thing that the likes of Zero need is your help. Um, they probably need you to stop hindering them, but you, but your help is probably optional. You know, and you, so you add a hundred million there and a hundred million there and a few hundred million there. And sooner or later, it adds up to real money.
0: What so the the spending that's been announced? Um, of course, the budget announces spending not just for next year, but for often for several years. Uh, the yeah. national, if national got in, um, would they sort of be stuck with that, that sort of spending, or would there be areas where they might decide, well, actually, that was a bit over, that was pushed a
1: bit well, much. I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough to not be in that role now, so that's not my point to judge, but. I think there's two things in these situations is that you is that you ultimately have to stop doing some things that haven't started yet. Yeah. And then you have to take some low-hanging fruit of things that have started you want to stop because you've got to change the view in the public service. And what's happened obviously now, and it, it was the same when we first turned up in government, is that basically the public service said, you say, oh, we want you to do something. And they would say, that's great, cross our palms with silver and we'll go and do it. Um, in other words, you know, Everything else is able to continue, mm. and if you want something more, you have to pay for it. Well, actually, we worked out over the nine years in government that we had that actually it's all about trade-offs, and sometimes you can stop doing stuff uh, to pay for the things that you now want to do, uh, and it's called you know efficiency. It's what everybody else does as a matter of course, um, and um, and unfortunately the the old habits are back. If you mm. if you, you know, if you need something out of the public service, you have to pay more money explicitly for that rather than actually. Uh, looking around for other things that don't need to be done anymore, mm-hmm. and the problem with that is, if you if, if you come back to the big picture, uh, and if I heard an interview with Adrian All the other day, um, which summed this up as he pointed out, what we've got right now, inflation is too much money chasing too few goods, yeah, because and there's a range of reasons for that. Some of it's international, some of it's domestic. Yes, we you know the, the Ukraine war and you know is all part of it, yeah. But actually, about half of it's domestically generated inflation. So it's too much money chasing too few goods. So what do you got to do? You either got to stop pouring more money in the front end, mm. uh, or you've got to lift the supply. And in this situation, we've had two things that have really poured the money in the front end. Yeah. Uh, the monetary response the Reserve Bank early on was just too big. Yeah. Uh, and now the government is pouring money in through the fiscals. And then on the other side, we've got big supply constraints because we're screwed down the availability of workers. You know, to a degree that hasn't been seen in New Zealand for 50 years. Um, partly, you know, mostly because of COVID. But we're not really opening it up again. Mm. So the net effect is, you, 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 know, you ha- what, what's going to give? The only thing that can give is interest rates. Yeah, they have to go up.
0: Is Adrian Orr completely a completely apolitical creature? Uh, just, just quickly, as a last question, because I do know he does tend to take a slightly more argumentative approach to whether he got something wrong. Like, oh, I wish I'd bought Apple shares. Was one of his retorts to Did we have it? Did we have too much stimulus for too long?
1: Well, I think I think the governor's not fond of, of looking back and saying could I've done things better. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. I don't think that's particularly political. Yeah. He does seem to be very much on a, a, what some would call the sort of more uh, uh, you know, economically uh, centrist. Yeah. or even slightly centre-left approach. But I don't think that's a political thing. I just think that's what he believes okay. um, as the governor. But uh, And he was hired on that basis, undoubtedly. So that, that would seem to be his view. Um, yeah. So he's more cautious in things like putting up interest rates than yeah. perhaps others would be. But to be fair to him, the whole world has been that way Yeah, because the whole world believed yeah. that inflation was dead, apart from a few of us who were old enough to think, no, actually, this is looking pretty... <laughs> smelly
0: yeah okay so room to tighten the belt uh clearly um when next year but um don't hold your breath being an election year <laughs> thanks.
1: Thanks. that's right that, that's that's the, that's the political challenge with that you'd have to believe that the yeah. finance minister has taken a view that uh <laughs> We're he, spend, can, he can introduce austerity in election yeah, yeah i spend, don't think that's going to be grant robertson's yeah, approach
0: spending less to buy your vote unlikely yeah stephen joyce uh, thanks very much really appreciate your time No worries. Uh, That's Stephen Joyce, former Finance Minister, just talking about the spending and the balance and who can fight inflation and how we do it. And um, anyway, we're going to come back uh, in in just a moment with Chief Parliamentary Reporter for News Talk ZB, Jason Walls. He's in the USA, uh, obviously, accompanying the Prime Minister. And how that's all going, and looking forward to the visit with the White House. This is The Weekend Collective. It's 19 minutes to four. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy.